Welcome back to the Siblings Movie Review Podcast. I am your host, Rashad. Joining me as always is my sister, Rashana. Hello. And my wife, Mika. Hey, hey. Today, we are reviewing the movie Till, which is now in theaters. Uh, This is going to be a full spoiler review. And Till is starring Danielle Detweiler as Mamie Till Mobley. It is also starring Jalen Hall as Emmett Till. Whoopi Goldberg and Sean Patrick Thomas. Yep, Mr. Patrick Thomas. I hadn't seen him since um, Save the Last Dance, and then he did Barbershop, and mm-hmm. it was nice to see him, though. Yeah, and then it uh, it is directed by Chinoy Chuwu. Uh, she also co-wrote the film. And then uh, Whoopi Goldberg also has a producer credit as well. Oh, uh, what did you say the name of the show that he's on right now, Sean Patrick Thomas? A Reasonable Doubt. Okay, on okay. Netflix, right? On on a Hulu. A Hulu. Okay, cool, cool, cool. A brief uh, summary of the plot is, In 1955, after Emmett Till is murdered in a brutal lynching, His mother vows to expose the racism behind the attack while working to have those involved brought to justice. So this is, uh, I will say up top that this is a good movie. But the thing with me, and this is just something that happens with me, movies with this type of subject matter like racism or where it's delving in racist things that happen throughout history is just hard for me to stay engaged in. So about, I want to say about a quarter away through the beginning of the movie, I kind of checked out. And that's no fault of the movie. It's just hard for me sometimes to deal with this type of subject matter. Um, I did the same thing when I watched Schindler's List and, you know, countless other movies like Roots and stuff like that so you know again i like the movie but you know if if this if this was like on uh vod i probably would have just paused the movie for a while and then took a break just because you know stuff like this gets really heavy to watch yeah yeah i um i was watching a a uh um a reviewer that i follow and he pretty much said the same thing, you know, where you have to be prepared to watch a movie like this, like mentally and physically uh, um, prepared um, because the subject matter is so heavy and this is real life. This is what really, really happened. Mm -hmm. Um, And he, you know, he got emotional um, when talking about um, maybe... um, Mamie. Mamie Till Mobley mm-hmm. and um, just you know the how how it was portrayed how she was portrayed and um, the love that she uh, showed and the length she would go to um, get justice for her son's yes. her son's murder mm-hmm. horrific horrific lynching yes um, and so I watched him and then I watched some other reviewers as well. One of them, uh, it was a, it's a, there's another duo that I watch and one of them could would not watch it at all. Mm. This is a well-documented story. Yes. Um, and people may not know the entire story, but they know parts of it and they know the most horrific part of it was, is because of the mom. Mm-hmm. 
in her decision to have an open casket. Yes. Because she wanted that visual. She wanted that imagery embedded in the hearts and minds of people to make for change. And yeah. I think to me that is the most powerful part of this movie and that she made that decision um, right on the cusp of television mm -hmm. becoming, you know, very, very useful and very powerful. This happened right at the time of television becoming um, popular. Yeah. And so um, I think it was just a, a very progressive decision that she made mm -hmm. um, because it ignited the civil rights movement. Um, because all of all based on her decision for what happened to her son to be shown. Yeah. Any thoughts, Mika? Um, yeah, so I went into the movie not really wanting to see the movie. Um, these type of movies don't interest me. They more or less upset me than anything. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, it's just others. it's just very it's uncomfortable, um, very frustrating. And just I just had a lot of uh, different emotions um, sitting there trying to get through the movie. I was really ready for it to be over. Yeah. yeah. Um, I didn't mind getting up and going to get a snack or whatever. Just looking at my clock, trying to figure out when is this going to be over. Just just trying to get through it all. It's you know going seeing the history of this movie and it real on TV is like you still see these these are real things that have happened in our in our history but they yes. also still happen currently whether yep. people want to recognize that or not yeah um, and that's just the facts um, so that's my take on how I felt about the movie itself the movie overall was it was cool it was I mean the the way that they produced it and the picture and all of that yeah. was good. The acting was good. Um, I was I uh, enjoyed seeing uh, Danielle Deadweiler. Um, I know her as Quita Maxwell mm -hmm. from uh, Tyler Perry's have The Haves and Have Nots. Yeah. Um, so I've been seeing her a lot in different roles. So she did a very, very good job. Yeah, I would agree. Um, showing all the different emotions that a mother would yes, feel. Yes, Um, Just going into all of that, I, I could really feel her character. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the distinctiveness. You know, one thing that I can say as far as her being a mother is that she knew her son mm -hmm. yeah. and you know one thing when they tried to and you know um, tried to question her in court about how she knew and could identify him as her son mm -hmm. a mother knows her baby yeah, yeah. and she knows the crevices of his body mm -hmm. she 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 birthed him he yeah. was he was in her womb and right. she nurtured him from a baby on I'm saying mm -hmm. 14 years old mm -hmm. so she could tell you know the different details out of all the the turmoil and all the crap that he would have gone through to disfigure his face and his body. Yeah. I mean, looking at his body was very horrific. Yeah. But to gruesome. be but to for her to be able to tell in spite of all that, I know that's my son. Mm -hmm. yeah. You know, so that was a very powerful statement to me in the movie. And just seeing, you know, her stands on um, like it was just mentioned of her wanting people to see what they did to my son was a very, very powerful statement. Yeah. Um, and again, it was a lot to just um, grasp and to swallow and to take and to get through. Um, you know, it, it became just more irritating as we were going on with the whole trial of just to watch how 
the young lady literally lied mm-hmm. yeah. to see how it played out and then to see her bold face add stuff to the story yeah and for the facts of how this even ended and it wasn't a happy ending Mm-mm, you know yeah. saying she still got to live and you know have her little baby sitting on top of her lap and you know f- for all of this to have to go through and relive this all over again for them to finally confess after a year after the trial that they really did it and for them to be paid four thousand dollars yes. to live their little peaceful Ridiculous. lives and then she still didn't get anything no nothing there was nothing done for to her either it was like it is more or less just piss you off, off all over again mm-hmm. so to yeah. me it, it just wasn't nothing that i going into it cared to see um my mind didn't change when it was over with it was just like i really didn't even have much to say to be honest like mm-hmm. you know we didn't been here time and time again and with all the stuff that goes on like i said it just pisses you off so it's you know the the story of telling the story again for people to see who don't know yes i get that um but for me i, I it just it puts you in a place that i just can't yeah yeah and i think uh what was the lady's name? Uh, Carolyn Bryant. I think she recently passed and like she didn't pass. Carolyn Bryant is still alive. She's eighty-eight. I she... She's she's eighty-eight years old. Okay. Hmm. She I thought I read lives. somewhere where she died and then she finally confessed on her deathbed. I thought no, it was something like that. No, she did not die. She is still alive. Um, most recently, there was a video of Roland Martin who um, one of the family members of, of Emmett Till, his cousin, as a matter of fact, and um, another uh, social activist, um, I can't remember his name, but they were interviewed on a Roland Martin show, mm-hmm. and they actually went to North Carolina, where it's believed that she lives, to try to track her down, mm. um, because they they had found that she was actually to be served um, you know, to be to appear in court, but it was there was never a follow through with it. Yeah, and, I mean, I didn't. That doesn't seem realistic. I mean, what's statute of limitations? On well, there like is that? no statute of limitations um, for the state of many of uh, Mississippi. Okay, and that's why they were continuing to go after her. Mm. You know, the question was asked. Well, she's eighty eight years old. Do you think she's too old? And then they started naming people off that have been, you know, older. And even having to do with what you were talking about, Shinnu's list, the the Holocaust, mm-hmm. um, people that were went to jail uh, or went to prison um, in their elder years hmm. involved with the Holocaust. So, um, yeah, I, it, it it is a very heavy subject matter, and for the first time, we did not have an after movie discussion. Yeah, um, and I knew it was because of how heavy the subject was. Yes. Um, I was trying to go back and follow well when did I first learn about this story I don't think I learned about it in school I think I learned about it during black history yeah. I learned about I mean Medgar they Evers. taught us a little bit I know in St. Monica I think it was either Miss Sims or Miss Bankston that kind of African American teachers yeah they taught us about a little bit about Emmett Till and probably during Black History Month is when we learned Mm -hmm. Um, but I remember seeing that Jet Magazine I think that's the first do you remember seeing that I remember seeing that I want to say that I saw it at one of our grandmother's house okay that somebody kept the Jet Magazine Hmm. with him with Emmett Till's body on it yeah and I was like how do you even know who this is because 
he was thrown so in the river yeah. uh, with the with the tire iron or something like oh, a heavy. Wow. I a didn't heavy, know about the details. Wow, a heavy uh, a heavy part was mm. he was attached to with the intention that he would not be found. Yes, um, but there was a a boy. Coincidentally, it was a boy that was fishing in the Tallahatchie River mm-hmm. and saw him. Mm-hmm. Um and 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 that's how he was ultimately found and returned to Mamie Till Mobley. Mm-hmm. Um, and so yeah, I don't remember learning about this in school, but I do remember that that picture that I think one of our grandmothers had the magazine. Yeah. Um, and uh, and I recently saw how deformed he was. I I think I saw it when I was younger, but I don't remember it. Like I watched a. Uh, like a documentary, like it was like a five minute, six minute documentary about, uh, I think, um, the publication time did it. Okay. Yeah. And it mm-hmm. actually showed how disformed his face. So that kind of is why, like I said in the beginning, you know, stuff like that. Like, I don't understand that level of hate. I just, how do you most of us beat, don't. beat, a uh, another human, let alone a child beyond recognition. I, I don't, that's that kind of stuff to me is just like beyond me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, and, and and fortunately, you know, our parents, our parents were were born in the years. Yeah, uh, I mean, nineteen fifty five is not that far. It's not that far away, but the, our <laughs> parents were born in the fifties. Yeah. Um, and so they were coming out of that type of thing. Yeah. You know, um, when um, my parents were only when, seven. When mm. uh when that was happening. So most of this this has not happened within our lifetime. We are aware of racial uh, discrimination. We are aware of racial hatred. Mm -hmm. Um, The most powerful turning point to me in the movie was when she was standing in the funeral parlor and she asked the, um, the, she asked the, her, who became her fiance, Mr. Mr. Mobley, um, Mm -hmm. Played by Sean Patrick, Patrick. Thomas, Gene yeah. Mobley. Mm-hmm. She asked him and the funeral attendant to leave. Mm-hmm. And she wanted to be one with her and her son. Yeah. And for me, as I was watching it in the theater, I've seen... This year there was a, a special uh, miniseries that came on ABC. A, six, a six-part miniseries about this story. Mm-hmm. Um, there have been documentaries and interviews. I mean, this is a well-documented occurrence. Yeah. Um, and so, but something spoke to me. The reason why I want to talk about this part is because something spoke to me as I was watching this in the theater. And what came to me was, as she asked them to leave and she wanted to be in the room with her son, the her body, her, the son, her, the, the body of her son, mm-hmm. um, what came to me was the intersection between reality and art. Yeah. I believe at that moment is when Mamie said, everybody needs to see what I'm seeing. Yes. And she got a revelation about imagery. Yeah. She got a revelation about visuals. Mm-hmm. And I think it's so powerful that it paralleled what was happening in the world with television. Lucy was on because in the movie, Lucy was being played yes, on the television. Yeah. Lucy was in black and white at the mm-hmm. time. And so that coupled with the age of television, coupled coupled with the civil rights movement, ignited the civil rights story for the next 10 to 15, really into now. And how important images are, how important visuals are. 
and how she, that lady used it up until her pretty much I would believe her dying day mm-hmm. to fight for her husband her, her son's, son's justice yeah. and I just thought wow being in that room with him the light bulb went off in her head mm-hmm. she could have said no I don't want anybody to see this she could have yeah. kept it to most herself most people would have done that but she used the power of the visual mm-hmm. and I just think that that was prolific I think that that was profound yeah. I think it was progressive she taught her son to be progressive yeah. the reason why he got into the situation he got into was because she was teaching him to be progressive Chicago mm-hmm. was a progressive town and it still is it's by all accounts in mm-hmm. the Midwest mm-hmm. um, many of the cities below Chicago are still riddled with Issues, yeah. But Chicago is the northern part of the Midwest, Midwest yeah. and you know it is far more progressive. And she was teaching her son not to be in fear, mm-hmm. but she told him that when you go down here, right. you need to make yourself small. And he mm-hmm. had an issue with that. Yeah. He just could not comprehend. So the exchange between him and the woman was tension yeah. because she wasn't expecting him. She was right. expecting him to dumb down. Yeah. And he did. He he had a challenge with that because he had never been required to do that before. Yes. And so, you know, it's a tough watch. It's a tough, uh, real life story that occurred. Yeah. But I was I was moved and motivated by the fact that she caught a hold to the power of the visual. And I was also something I hadn't learned before was the involvement of Medgar and Murley ever Eggers. Yeah. I that, that was, was I had not seen that in any documentary or any story that I had watched or or, or listened to. Mm-hmm. Um, I have even been on Mabel Till Moby's YouTube page because she has a she has a she has a foundation or society. You know, oh, she really? died in two thousand and three. Mm-hmm. Her family still runs her, you know, her 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 affairs, and so yeah. Um, I have been very familiar, and even have went to research the second time I watched the the um, miniseries that came out earlier this year and mm-hmm. so she had a powerful you know like of about a week or two before she died she had a event that she attended maybe Mabel to maybe Mamie till Mobley mm-hmm. um, and she talked about the power of forgiveness and how she had forgiven these people and then really? oh, and wow. then like a week after that she died Hmm. And it was like, wow. Yeah. For all of what happened to that woman in her life, you know, she went on to marry Mr. Mobley and went on with her life as an educator and Mm -hmm. still as a civil rights figure. Mm -hmm. Um, But she continued to live her life until she died. And I thought, how amazing is it to come to the point of of forgiveness? Yeah. Just, just amazing. Yeah. And so those were the things that stuck out to me, and also the Oscar buzz about uh, Danielle Deadweiler and her performance, yeah. how moving and how, um, and how uh, mobile her her performance was, and all the emotions that she went through. Yeah. And then Whoopi's passion project being this, and I learned that Whoopi was actually in the movie The Ghost of Mississippi, where she played Early Evers. Uh, Megger Evers' wife hmm. in 1996. Okay. And uh, Merle Evers, I'm having trouble saying the name. Mm-hmm. Um, Merle Evers showed up at the LA premiere of Till. So mm-hmm. I was just like, and that how I saw that, it was on Facebook Watch. And I was just so moved that they brought out Mrs. Evers um, in a wheelchair. And she was just speaking like a, like a, 
like a civil rights leader's wife should mm-hmm. to the audience. She was she was mo- she was galvanizing them. She was char- putting a charge on them to mm-hmm. continue the work that her husband had started, yeah. you know, and to continue the work towards justice. And I was just so you know, even though this was a heavy thing, I was motivated by the the by those things, and even by the audience that we ha- that was with us in the movie theater. There was a Middle Eastern couple that sat very yeah. close to us. Mm-hmm. There was a, a a mom and her two younger children, mm-hmm. and then there was a younger couple, probably in their twenties or so, who were talking about the movie as we were exiting the theater. And I almost almost moved to tears because hmm. this is motivation, yeah. you know. Unfortunately, the horrific acts have led people to be inspired enough to motivate their minds to think, you know, beyond that movie. And so, yeah. if that's the charge, if that's the what's been uh, the the baton that's been passed down to us, I think that we should accept that challenge and try to do the best that we can. Yeah, and I agree that Danielle Detweiler's performance is Oscar-worthy. The moment that stood out to me is when she was in the courtroom and she was, you know, they were questioning her. Yeah, she's being interrogated by the defense attorney. And the way that she delivered, you know, the lines or that that speech that she was getting, that that for me was like, okay, yeah, she she deserves the Oscar nomination. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So even with the heaviness, there's still some very bright spots. And the, the last thing I wanted to talk about was the cine- cinematography of the movie, mm-hmm. which was done by Bobby Bukow. I want to say his name right. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's Bukowski. Mm-hmm. But I want to talk about that because in the... In the featurette and in the interviews with with Daniel Deadwaller and uh, Whoopi Goldberg, mm-hmm. they and the and the director of the film, they talked about how they wanted to. They started the movie on a happy note and they ended the movie on a bright note. How they kept things, you know, the lighting, uh, you know, good and 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 uh, you know, they tried not to make it dark or heavy. They didn't want to focus on the heavier parts of the story that all of us know about. Mm-hmm. They tried to keep it they didn't want they wanted to keep the violence down, and they wanted their outfits, you know the the uh, the costume designer, which is Marcy Rogers, who also did black the the costuming for Black Klansman and the series she's got to have it. Um, they wanted to keep all of those things upbeat and lighter mm-hmm. you know because in spite of the heavy material yeah. so i i did come away with you know it it was heavy yes but there were some uplifting moments um and i really appreciated those okay so yeah we'll go ahead and give our final thoughts Mika, do you have anything else to add uh, not really i think y'all said it all i mean i think everybody did a good job as far as their acting and um the picture was good uh, to me the, the content was just a, a bit heavy um, to grasp once again, um, but overall, everybody did a good job. All credit to all that's due, uh, who played a part in putting this together. Um, I'll agree that you know if it, if the movie is sending a message to get people to rethink how they thought um, and how they address racism or see uh, those of us in color in a different light, by all means, um, absolutely, you want to put those positive vibes out there and. Um, welcome those type of things okay any more final thoughts oh want to also shout out Frankie Faison who was in Coming to America um, he was he played um, John Carthen who was uh, Mabel Tilmoby's dad 
Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I f- almost forgot about him. Mm-hmm. We want to mm-hmm. shout him out, too, because I hadn't seen him in a while either. But, of course, we know him from... Well, mo- most of us would know him from yeah, coming, to, coming America. to America, but I'm mm-hmm. sure he's been in other oh, things yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, let's go ahead and give our rating. Um, for me, again, I I think this is an important movie. It's a good movie. Um, I recommend men people go see it, but for me, movies this heavy are just hard for me to watch, so I'll have to give it a three. Mm-hmm. Again, just and that's just for me because I, I, I don't know if I would watch this again. Like I said, if it was a movie that I could rent, I would probably just break it up just because it's hard for me to watch heavy movies like this, and I said that in the beginning. So a three for me. Uh, be a three for me too for the same reasons yeah for me I would give it a three and a half um, I actually could even give it higher I think I'm going to go ahead and give it a four mm-hmm. um, just for the totality and even in the message that they try to convey um, you know I think the power of the visual is very emphasized in this movie and in 1955 that is that's very progressive yeah, um, and very futuristic because now we see that and we we take for granted, you know, television and social media and the ways and means that we can display visuals. Yeah. But for Mamie Till Mobley to have a moment in that funeral parlor with yeah. her son's body and it to come to her, I'm going to show the world is just a, a major turning point for us all. Yeah. So I give it a four. All right, sounds good. So that's it. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening so our, much. Yes, yes. To all our followers, for our listeners, um, we appreciate you. We appreciate you. Guys. Absolutely. Yeah, Thank you. Absolutely. Tell your friends. <laughs> yes, yes. All right. With that being said, see you soon. See you soon. Bye.